Welcome to Beyond Synth. Please note, Beyond Synth is an explicit program and may contain inappropriate language. Listener discretion is strongly advised. Hey there, welcome to the show. My name is Andy Last, and you are listening to Beyond Synth. This is episode 58, and I'm here today, all episode, with two wonderful people, uh, Hoo-Ha and Jaunter. I was waiting for Alex to say hi. What's up, Andy? Hi. So you, you and I have never, uh, you're new to the me talking to you. Oh God, I'm tired. <laughs> That's true. I, I'm sure I've chatted with you. You talking to me? Yeah, I'm, I like uh, your compositions. I've played jaunter tracks on the show before, and I I'm eternally grateful to you, Andy. Thank you very much. So let's uh, let's talk about uh, who you are for a second. We'll get to you, Mike. You son of a bitch. You know what I'm about, yeah, Mike. Alex Tercero. Is that correct? Yep, that is correct. Awesome. So you live in the same building as uh, Hoo-Ha. Yep, I'm, I'm literally directly under Mike right now. Mm. He lives in the exact apartment above me. That must be weird. I was thinking, like, maybe it's cool, like, when you're pals with somebody, but, like, you know, if the the, the beds are rocking, know what I mean? Literally. <laughs> that's, 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 not, that's not a metaphor. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, literally, when Mike is having sex, you hear it, because you're underneath him. It, sometimes, it's like, I think an earthquake is happening, and I'm like, I, I freak out. <laughs> and then I, I, I call Mike and I'm like, oh, 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 oh. That's a compliment then, Mike. You're virile. You knock, like, my TV <laughs> it just falls off the, the my, uh, couldn't think of the word. What do TVs go on? Stands. TV stand. <laughs> yeah. There we go. <laughs> oh, my God. Anyway. It's we, late. Oh, we don't shit. have to, yeah, so I should point out. So here's what's happening. I'm just going to explain to the listeners. Welcome to Beyond Synth. Uh, this, this is a show where I uh, play cool music and I talk to people who make synthwave music. Now, I've got a bunch of episodes in the can, some of which I've talked uh, about that are upcoming shows, but they're all very complicated edits, and so I'm putting this show together on a very tight schedule. Anyway, the audience is bored by what I'm saying. Toronto! <laughs> but uh, the point is that uh, we're going to have a fun time. We're going to listen to some of their music. We're going to listen to lots of uh, music, actually. I got a exclusive, uh, well, it's not really exclusive, but Arcade High released their music video on Monday. Let's pretend we recorded this after Monday. And uh, we're going to listen to that track, and I got some cool stuff. Anyways, I'm here with some guys who make some music, and we're going to talk. And uh, you guys just finished watching Short Circuit 2, is that correct? Oh my god, yeah. Did we ever. And that's the first time you've ever seen it, Alex? Yeah, I recently, and we watched the first one not too long ago, so... Yeah, we watched it on Monday, so it's real fresh in his head. That's cute, you guys watch movies together? We yeah, do! We, popcorn we, and we hold show hands. each other movies, and we're actually hijacking your show for a, a concept for a podcast we had called... Uh, what is it called? <laughs> Alex? It's called, I can't, I can't believe you haven't seen that. I can't believe you haven't seen that. All right, well, let's uh, let's talk about that after we listen to something. All, All right. right. So, I uh, hope everyone's having a good day. We'll get to the Beyonce business in a sec. Business? Business. Fuck me. All the right. Business. So, here's a, <laughs> here's a track uh, uh, by Exile, and it's called Stargazer.
That was Stargazer by Exile. And that's a cool song. Uh, you should dig it. And I'm joined today, all episode, by Jaunter and Hoo-Ha. And uh, Hoo-Ha, Mike Mendoza, who I'll call you Mike from now on. What's up? <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> Dude, What's I'm up, so tired, man. Okay, you said you wanted to hijack my show to talk about some stupid thing you had going? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's uh, it's a silly idea about like watching movies that one of us hasn't seen before, and then we talk about it. And just get the other person's reaction. So in that simple. case, Because Alex me. also hadn't seen uh, Gremlins or Gremlins 2. Really? Yeah. <laughs> See, exactly. There's a lot of 80s movies that I, I need to catch up on. I can't believe you haven't seen that. Exactly. <laughs> Good title, right? <laughs> okay, so you watch Short Circuit and Short Circuit 2. What's your verdict on Short Circuit? I gotta say, it was amazing. Especially the second one. I'm gonna say, it doesn't happen a lot, but I'm gonna say that the second one surpassed the first one. Just because it was, you know, it was Robot in the Big City. Yeah, it was more entertaining. And usually those, like, tropes where it's, like, character in the big city... It's kind of like, it's corny. It's not as good as the first one. This really worked. I don't know. I thought it was hilarious. Well, I still think it sort of has that um, that traditional trope of like a character going to the big city when they're <laughs> beaten and destroyed yeah, by and a... the music too. Like Alex <laughs> mentioned it while we were watching because the music, Jesus Christ. <laughs> it's very sitcom -y. It's super sitcom. Like in the big city. I don't know how I feel. I haven't seen Short Circuit 2 in a while. But I find Fisher Stevens distracting in it. And it's not even, you know, I'd watched um, Aziz Ansari's show and he had a really great episode. It was called like Indians on TV and they, they reference watching Short Circuit 2 like a bunch. I think because he of, also talks about it for a great deal in one of his stand-up specials too. Yeah. And it's funny because I never even th thought about it from that perspective. Uh, just the inappropriateness of just a white dude painted brown. It's kind of messed up. But I just, I never liked it. Like, even as a kid, I just was like, oh, I don't like these really lame comedy relief kind of characters. Uh, and I found, because he, he really takes center stage, like, in the second one. Was he in the first yeah, one? He, yeah, he's in the first one. His name is Ben Jabatuya. And then in the second one, they completely, like... Yeah, they like changed his entire everything backstory. Everything they built up, and they changed his last name to Je Ben Javeri. They make a joke in the first one. They're like, "Where are you from?" And he's like, "Pittsburgh." <laughs> but then the second one, he's like boning up on the test to become an American citizen. So they just completely <laughs> threw his backstory out the window. <laughs> did you get sad when Short Circuit got beat up? I really did. Super sad. It really, like tugged at my heartstrings. I like that you're calling him Short Circuit. Yeah, he like that. <laughs> he has a name, Andy, and it's Johnny Five. <laughs> Number Johnny Five, thank you. Short Circuit Part One has a has a great uh, a title sequence, as I recall, like the music. And yeah, the, where it's like building the robot. Yeah, and the second one as well. Um, it it's showing the little toy robots that Ben is making in the big city. It like it ran away and escaped into the mall, and it's all these cool little shots of it getting into antics while the credits are going and the music is going, and it's like Benny, Benny, it's it's so sitcommy and amazing. <laughs> the funny thing about that the opening sequence too, or like we noticed, is that it was this whole movie. It was shot in New York, Toronto, and Los Angeles. No, the credit for the casting agency oh, was, was it, <laughs> for, uh, for we all. We think those. that they probably filmed it in Toronto, right? Because remember, yeah. there's a scene where it, like it's a close up of like Labatt Blue beer cans on the side of the street. I'm like, this was probably filmed in yeah. Canada. <laughs> yeah, and they had taxi drivers and people like wearing Yankees caps, and they got those like checkered cabs to make it seem like it was New York City. 
Yeah, I love I love when they do that when Vancouver, Toronto doubles for and Vancouver does it a lot. But I'm noticing Toronto a lot in in movies. It has a sort of a look to it. I, I think they shot Kick Ass here, and I remember when I was like watching some scenes. I'm like, oh, there it is. I know, I know my I city. I can't stand Kick Ass. I gotta say, really, hate that movie. Another movie I haven't seen. I can't believe you haven't seen that. <laughs> I like Kick Ass. I like every movie that director makes. Is that Matthew Vaughn? Yeah. Yeah. See, I liked Layer Cake. I love Layer Cake. Yeah, Layer Cake's awesome. Kick-Ass just rubs me the wrong way. What else did he direct? Like, did he He just recently direct? Kingsman. Kingsman Secret Service. Oh, I loved Kingsman. That yeah. movie was awesome. That was a good movie. No, I, I enjoy Kick-Ass, man. It, it's got some cool action scenes. I think that guy's a fun director. I liked X-Men First Class. Oh, yeah. I love that movie. Did he direct the other two, like, prequel X-Men movies? Nope. No. Brian no. Singer's that was the last no. one. Oh, yeah, that's who it was. That's yeah, he took it He took it over again. Yeah, uh, the only movie I haven't seen of his is that Star one. It's called... Uh, what the fuck's it called? Is it Stardust? Stardust, yeah. The one based on the Neil Gaiman no- novel? Yeah, that's the only one I haven't seen. Yeah, I still haven't seen it either. Though, I've heard it's really, really good. I can't believe you haven't seen that. <laughs> so yeah, I'm glad you brought it up. Listen, uh, Mike. Yeah, baby. Y- you just put. <laughs> you just <laughs> <laughs> baby cakes. Okay, so talk to me about uh, synthwave belongs in a museum. So for many many years, I've been a big fan of the Fifth Element and its soundtrack. And Eric Sarah has one song. It's uh, it's like the instrumental is Corbin Dallas on the soundtrack, but mm. then the very last song on the soundtrack is like remix and cut up samples when the, within the movie over that music and so for many years i've wanted to try that concept and i just happened to pick indiana joe i was in indiana jones mood i like the third one the best that's my jam the last crusade but synthwave belongs in the museum is also the name of the ep right right and it's got uh, a bunch of tracks on and there I, I titled it synthwave because it was like my first foray into actually making synthwave like that cool smoking driving music you know like like that kind of stuff i make things off the beaten path that are synth wave related so i wanted to like try and hit that shit hard okay well let's hit some shit here so let's listen to uh <laughs> this is a track of who has off synth wave belongs museum it's called magenta teal <laughs> you're an asshole <laughs> i'm like i'm just reading the titles now <laughs> this is uh magenta teal desert cruise by hoo-ha
that was hoo-ha with the track magenta teal desert cruise off synthwave belongs in a museum and i'm joined today by jaunter and hoo-ha alex what do you think of gremlins i loved gremlins it's a good film like and especially the second one but it was like so ridiculous and off the wall i had a blast watching that movie because like in the whole like the whole scene in the second one where like hulk hogan like it breaks the fourth wall and they're like in the theater gremlins 2 is a weird one man like because it is it is entertaining i love the first one better but i think it's just because the first one the first one's a movie the second it, one a is a flat out cartoon the yes. first one is a better film by far but the se- yeah the second one was just so ridiculous and off the wall that like i still had an equal like i enjoyed it equally but yeah the first one is definitely a better film i think right from the start of the second one it even has like the warner brothers logo and like Daffy Duck and Bugs Bunny doing a little comedy bit before the movie. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of like, oh, okay, like you kind of know what you're getting into. It sets the whole tone. Yeah, and it's not, um, I don't think it's a sequel that's looked upon like negatively. It's just such a different tone than the first one, you know? Like, because I know the first one, like it has humorous moments, but it's also got like weird. The first one feels like a real movie because it is a real movie, but the second one feels like like a parody of a movie if that makes sense well i sense. think also too that's one of the first uh or at least for i don't know maybe and someone will tell, talk to me about movie history but like that movie's meta and it's like one of the first yeah, meta just films the word meta yeah where like true, it, true. It, it knows what gremlins is yeah i think it's like also counterculture for like kids who did watch the first one they're now a little bit older they're watching they're staying up late they're watching saturday night live and they're in on the more adult jokes and it's like they're taking acid because it's the counterculture <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> they're, they're dropping out and tuning in and shit <laughs> but uh yeah i think it's sort of sort of like that it has that like down with the man thing you know <laughs> a little bit a little bit like well because like it is set in like corporate SNL. corporate america like huge yeah, skyscraper their, business <laughs> yeah and the business. guy is basically a parody of donald trump his name is clamp and he has his own building, and it's the Clamp Building and the Clamp Central and Clamp <laughs> yeah. Network. And let's be honest, if if that whole Gremlin situation actually happened, like the plot of Gremlins Two happened, but it happened in Trump Tower, Trump would react the exact same way. Like the movie would play out the same way because <laughs> Trump would just like go full force for it. So, for your little idea of showing Alex these movies he hasn't seen, uh, are you are you are you the one making the list? It goes both ways as well, and it, it's it, we're not making a list; it just comes up. We're checking it twice, though. So that what? So what? So what have you seen? Then that Alex was surprised that you hadn't seen. There was some, there was something. I sh- I, we we didn't write it. See, we need to write this shit. Goes down. both ways, my ass. It does. Oh, oh, but also it's uh, we, we could have guests like Alex and I may have seen something, or that the guest has seen something that we haven't seen. You know what I mean? Mm. We watched Legend for. The the first time oh and i never n- saw neither legend. of us have seen that yeah that so we, was we both hadn't seen that that was a I mixed mean, bag that, that movie sucks uh legend <laughs> is legend no legend is a interesting film because it is a, an hour and 45 minute fucking dream sequence yes i mean the reason why i like legend is because of the soundtrack and because of tim curry but the movie itself is really disjointed and weird. So what happened was, like, they had this original cut, and then they they chopped it up to make it faster. But like, when you watch it now, if it was it's not a movie you hadn't seen when you were younger, like, there's so many jarring, strange edits that as you're watching mm-hmm. it, it's sort of like, what is this? 
story and then the, and then when they did the director's cut version on the on the blu-ray they changed the score and the tangerine dream score is like what makes the film for me like it's just i love the idea of a fantasy movie with synth music uh-huh i will say that like it looked amazing like all like the sets and stuff it really looked amazing and a lot of the effects like my favorite scene was the whole like witch in the swamp scene yeah that was like legitimately creepy muckle yeah, bones was... meg you're like come yeah. to meg <laughs> oh my god yeah. it was very like it reminded me of like evil dead very sam raimi it's like sam raimi guest directed that scene there's just certain elements in movies that i really dig and i wish that they there was such thing as like a like a cinema remix where you could just take the things that work because i love tim curry's darkness like i love his devil character yeah i've always crazy. i've always i've always loved the way it looked i love the way he talks um i like the music but then the movie's got these weird performances and 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 weird annoying characters and then uh, but but at the same time i do say like personally like i like legend but if someone tells me they didn't and they watch it now like like you guys uh i totally understand how it doesn't work because it's just this weird like if you had grown up watching yeah, it we didn't then. we didn't have the same like nostalgia factor i guess it's not super nostalgic for me because the first time I really watched it was high school and the thing was it was the soundtrack that sucked me in. It's the unicorn okay. theme, the song that plays when the unicorn's on screen and I like that sort of dreamy vibe but the movie's is messy. Like, it's a mess of a film. Even that scene with Muckle Bones Meg in the swamp, you don't fully understand what Tom Cruise did because <laughs> it's just like, <laughs> oh, uh, come here, he's like, come here, fat boy. Like, you don't mean to eat, you don't mean to eat me, do you? Oh, indeed I do. And then like, all of a sudden, Tom Cruise like kind of jumps backwards and goes like, blah, blah, blah. and then all of a sudden, like you just see the thing cowering into the water and like, did he kill it? <laughs> what just happened? Like, I just, it, it's really unclear. And it's just Tom Cruise hours. So it's, it's got problems. Listen, let's listen to a song. I want to listen to a song. By the way, before we do that, but your Tom Cruise noise, is uh, exactly the noise he does in Jerry Maguire when he's having dinner with um, Renee Zellweger. And he's going... And he puts his arms up in the air. Well, that's what he did, man. So if that's how he defeated (laughs) Muckle Bones Meg, then... Listen, Jaunter. Jaunter. Yes. Uh, Let's listen to a Jaunter song, and then maybe we'll like talk to you about your music. How about that? Sounds good to me. We're going to listen to a little track of Jaunter's called The Space Between Atoms. Off the, the album Vivid.
and that was Jonter and the track The Space Between Atoms off the album Vivid. I and wonder I'm if here. fans appreciated my uh, my stupid Dave Matthews reference there. Nope. So anyway, let's. Nope. <laughs> 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 All right. Mike. So uh, I'm here today with uh, with Jonter and Hoo-Ha, who happen to be neighbors. And uh, irrelevant. I don't know why I'm going to keep saying We should saying start that. calling each other that. Neighbors? <laughs> no, no. Like, Jaunter and Hoo-Ha like, refer to each other as their, like, aliases. And then we could be, like, we could be, like, Matrix hackers and stuff. Like, Mouse and... Why was Mouse my first name? Fucking <laughs> <laughs> Mouse. Mouse. Anyway. There's everyone remembers. Uh, um, Jaunter, so talk to me... Talk to me uh, about your music, man. I've played it on the show before. Uh, you, you got some cool stuff. So what's uh, give me your backstory? You've got two minutes. I guess I, I entered the scene in two, 2014. It was a good year. Droid Bishop was the first artist that I really got into. And like after I heard him, I was like, all right, this music is artistic. I need to start doing this. Because I was sort of making like, I guess I would call it electronic hip-hop beats. I really didn't have a name for it. I was just making electronic music, and I didn't know what to call it. But when I saw the name Synthwave, I was like, that's what I've been making. And then, like, once I heard other people doing it, I was like, all right, this is what I've been trying to make. Let me actually try to make Synthwave instead of just this, like, random electronic music that I was trying to make. So I released an EP that really no one heard. But I wasn't expecting anyone to hear it anyway. And then when I released... What was that one called? <laughs> I can't even remember what it was called. Uh, Void Sleeper. It was called Void Sleeper. It's like six-track EP. But then that, that was sort of like me like working it out. And then I released Self-Inflicted Solitude, which it actually like gained some traction. I remember like uh, a guy named Karnov picked it up. He did like a review for it. Like He sort of like helped it get... like I think like Neon Vice picked it up for a review i got like a lucy black review so that's sort of what introduced me to the whole like online scene you know what uh you know what track i like from void sleeper what's that i like the track uh ftl highway that's one of my favorites on that one i've always wanted to make a music video for that one do you intend Mm. that to mean faster than light yes awesome Actually, it's Fat Taco Ladies. That's really what I wanted it to be. Andy, if you ever come to Austin, uh, we've got the greatest taco place in the entire city. What's it called? No hyperbole. It's called Pueblo Viejo. I don't care for that talk on this show. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you son of a bitch. So, uh, between... Um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> I, hope, I hope you get flagged for copyright reasons. No, I'm getting fucking flashbacks from shitty 90s music. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. Anyway, Alex. So uh, continue. So you uh, you made some music and uh, the end. <laughs> yeah. So I found the whole. <laughs> I lived happily ever after. Yeah. <laughs> so I found the whole like online scene, and then from there, eventually, like I met Mike. I released a cover of uh, "This Is Halloween." Oh my and that's god! That's sort of what like got Mike. I, that got me on Mike's radar, and then he asked me to make an album an ep for uh retro uh promenade yeah like i i only heard the one track of his and i was like done i'm in i like this guy <laughs> i want him forever mm. and then i uh i stalked him and we moved next to each other and <laughs> so then uh, so then you were on uh mike's radar and uh i'm trying to make a gaydar joke and i can't even do it it's too late 
Uh, all Why right, so make a, uh, <laughs> and then we made out. Yeah, well, I'm just sitting there. I'm just like, I got to get a gaydar joke in here, and I can't do it. And then we had sex about it. Yeah, gaydar is radar for homosexuals. So no, now, it isn't. It's for straight people to recognize the gay people in the world. Well, yeah, it's like radar for gays. Gays know when other gays are around by using their gaydar. No, that's just <laughs> their gaydy senses. We know, like No, a gaydar can be used by anyone. Can it? Yeah, everyone has one. I always thought it was like gay people know who is straight or gay immediately, but straight people don't necessarily have that. And so the gaydar thing was like, you know, oh, like your gaydar's on. I think and I think we're all allowed to use a gaydar. Can you use it for animals? <laughs> well, gay ones. Gay snakes? <laughs> Hold on, here's my impression of a gay snake. Boom. <laughs> Come on, I'm so tired here. What are you doing? I'm, I'm banging my broom on the ceiling right now. <laughs> Stop being an asshole. We Alex still hasn't Kramered me. Alex, we've been that's like one of our that was one of the first jokes when he was talking about oh, moving. Yeah, I'm here. the Kramer in this relationship. What I don't know. Op- Jerry opens the door and <laughs> Oh okay. <laughs> and I, I slide in like <laughs> Hey Mike. I didn't know if that was the <laughs> what Kramering someone is. I'm oh, so no, like that Kramer, it's uh, we get married and divorce each other and it becomes a terrible legal thing and <laughs> <laughs> Finally a reference Andy likes. Shit. <laughs> you try so hard, Mike, and finally So did you guys see Batman versus Kramer or what? <laughs> I have not yet. It's in the theater. I want to. Oh, don't make jokes when I'm drinking, Andy. <laughs> Speaking of drinking, I'm going to pour one out a little bit for Karnov, because Karnov, that guy was awesome. Jared, when he was running that site, the Karnov site, what is he Karnoff? was doing all the graphics and all the writing, and he was very short-lived. He he was like a synthwave music website. And it was so that good lasted. that it was poised to become like the website for synthwave. But it lasted like a year tops, because I think like his his like personal life just got in the way. He just didn't have time for it. He told me that he quit to do more like actual professional graphic design stuff for a company. It blew though, because he was like my biggest fan. So it was, like every like release I have, he would like put it on the website and I was like, sweet. Like it's like guaranteed publicity. Yeah, Andy, you know when like advertisers can buy like the complete sides and like banners, like the entire website of a website Mm -hmm. that's what he did for like just random releases and he would make graphics and make the entire site about you for like a week so he like he made you feel special he sounds like a cool guy he's a cool guy jared if you're listening i'd like to make out with you jared karnov i never knew ye (laughs) (laughs) you didn't even do any pirate voice in that there's a guy on twitter Who's a pirate account, and every so often he tweets at me stupid pirate things, and I don't know why it always makes me laugh. It's just well, it's like he's tweet at you. He's called Blackbeard, and like literally every single tweet is always like written as a as if a pirate would say it. And I'm just like, that must be fun, you know, to have like a Twitter alias where you get to be an idiot. Listen, let's listen to a song by Blackbeard. Um, no, we're gonna actually. This song does have the word black in it. So, listen, this is uh, cool. I never even knew about this guy until just the other day. And, um, you know, there's this uh, movie that they're trying to Indiegogo, a guy called James uh, Secker, I think. And uh, it's called The Summoner. And if it gets its funding, it's going to have Adam McNabb in the lead. And it's got a whole bunch of synth waivers on oh, there. Oh, yeah. I wanted to post about that. Damn Yeah, so, so check out. Anyways, so he it gave me It just started, little... right? It's only about a week or two into the campaign. Yeah, yeah. So he, uh, he sent me the song that's going to be the, uh, like the, the theme song of the movie. It's by a guy called Max Thor. 
and I had never heard of Max Thor before, and I was listening to the song, the theme song, I'm like, oh, this is fucking good, and so I went and checked out his music, and uh, it's really good. So this is, uh, we're going to listen to a little track by Max Thor called Blackfire.
And that was Black Fire by Max Thor off the Black Fire EP. And that's a cool song. I dig it. That gets Andy's seal of approval. And that I'm was joined. So good. What a good, what a good yeah. song that was. <laughs> and I'm joined by Hoo Ha and Jonter. <laughs> what? <laughs> you sound like you're doing your uh, your movie narrate. <laughs> That's how I intend people to pronounce the name, though. Yeah, I love I love coming back from a track and just that's why because I had Dance with the Dead on last week and uh, I just love playing their music only for the part afterwards where I come back and by Dance with the Dead. It just always I'd like to say it <laughs> anyway. So I try and do it. I can't do it with hoo ha because it, it's with hoo ha. It's too. Uh, my music is too fun. I need to be cooler. I'm not cool. No, it's fine. Hey, listen, all sorts. Understand? <laughs> it takes all sorts. It takes a village. All right. Some people can be cool synth waivers, and some people got to be asshole. The jester. Yes. Hey, see, I don't want to be the jester. <laughs> Fuck you Dance guys. Dance for me, court boy. Okay. Alex, have you seen Look Who's Talking? Nope. Boom. Can't believe Done. I haven't seen that. Next one. <laughs> it's like every time we do something, it's like, oh, yeah, no, next. That's the next one we're going to do. And then we're going to watch two and three. Because Look Who's Talking 2 is really good. They added a different baby voiced by Roseanne Barr. And the, the first baby is voiced by Bruce Willis. Andy, can you please like come up with a way for me to like make money off of my stupid movie? bullshit as soon as i recoup the thousands of dollars i've lost on this show and <laughs> i'll tell you how to make money just kidding this is not a money losing operation it is highly successful you don't sound very confident <laughs> andy picked us up on his private jet by the way so we're podcasting yeah. from his pri- private jet in separate cabins just so the audio doesn't bleed i'm getting a massage right now i'm in the pilot's house the pilot's house yes the cockpit where the pilot lives <laughs> So you were playing a show, Mike, a few weeks ago when I I did a live report from the grid. Because uh, amazing, <laughs> by the way, I like how your live report from the grid was from your house watching the grid on Twitch. <laughs> <laughs> That's the future of reporting. It's going to be reporters in front of live streams. Yeah, and they'll get away with it. Dressed to kill, uh, Paul Daly was DJing with a fucking ski mask on, and. <laughs> I was looking at that chat while you like while you were in there. The whole like he's gonna steal the gear. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it's funny too because the ski mask thing. The first thing I thought was like the terrorist angle, terrorism. But then it wasn't until I saw Andy's thing and like Alex messaged me about stealing laptops, and I was like, oh yeah, thieves have ski masks. Like it's been so long <laughs> since movies had that trope that I forgot about. That's that. true. I mean, that's the thing too. When I think back to the video games I love. And uh, how, you know, I'm not really um, like an army man guy and I love James Bond. I love Goldeneye. I talk about it too much. That's the thing I miss is is the, the character in a video game, which is the guy in the tuxedo with the ski mask on. <laughs> like the idea that that's like the classy bank robber. And like these are the villains I want in video games instead of like stupid fighting in the desert. Now they just wear clown masks or like dead president masks. Yeah, that's true. Banks. Isn't it dead presidents that made that? popular it was uh, uh keanu reeves and patrick swayze oh that's right that that probably came out before dead presidents and i haven't seen it i don't know dead presidents is early 90s wait haven't seen what point break you haven't seen point break we're gonna Can watch you believe we're it? gonna watch point break and the new point break just to compare dude point break is great that's a fu- that's a good movie man fun that'll be our inaugurable podcast for i can't believe you haven't seen that with me watching point break then are you like a child? Is that the thing? 
Is that just <laughs> the reason? I'm actually five years old, but I'm very advanced for my age. Yeah, I mean, you sound it. It's just uh, sometimes I find that where I'll have a conversation with somebody like, oh, they haven't seen this, this, and that. And then it's just like, well, well I'm like 21. I'm like, oh, yeah, I was okay, born well, in like 95. And I'm, I'm, like, I'm 27. I mean, I, Point Break is a movie I should have watched by now, but there's a lot of movies that I should have yeah, watched. Yeah, the thing by is, I, I, have, I also have like a huge list of things. I actually only saw Commando for the first time last night. Last night? Commando, the yeah. Schwarzenegger with Schwarzenegger. When Alex, uh, Andy loves a reference with the guy getting dropped off the clip. Go, oh, because it's amazing. I lied. Um, so I know that scene and I, like I've, it's been referenced in countless so awesome. things along my life, but I never actually sat down and watched the movie. I like it. I think it's really good. It's a good movie. No, Commando's awesome, but you know what I don't like about Commando? Because uh, this always happens where I remember Commando really fondly, and then when I watch it I, again, I'm always just like, ah, I don't like Ray Don Chong in it. Like, I find her comedy relief sidekick thing bothers me because, like, everything else is awesome. And Although then when she the enters the film... is hilarious. Yeah, but, like, she... she I don't like the... I, I just don't like her dialogue. Like, I think she's given a shitty part and she's annoying. And so, like, it's... it's it, everything else was cool like Arnold's amazing in it and I love the scene at the end where he goes to that dude's mansion and like there's like just keeps shooting the same army man over and over again <laughs> and some of them are like clearly white dudes painted brown with like mustaches to like look South America wherever the fuck they're yeah. from like it's and, such and a I love the Australian bad guy he's so he's so bad oh I'm gonna get you now <laughs> like every other scene Bennett? every scene that he's in lasts for five seconds and it's always something of him going oh well I'm gonna get him again no, no fucking Bennett here listen we're gonna uh, we're gonna listen to a song and then we'll keep talking about Commando because people like Commando Woo. so uh, this is uh, Arcade High Arcade High has a new album coming out next week and it's the brand new Arcade High because you know he added a member and Arcade we're gonna High. have we're gonna have them on the show so it's not just Ryan Boozle anymore there's another dude in there as well and they changed their sound and this video just got released at the start of the week this is Cool Incorporated by Arcade High. That's an awesome title.
and that was Arcade High with Cool Incorporated. And That's tune an in. awesome title. It's an awesome song, too. And tune in next week uh, to be on synth, because I'm going to have Arcade High on the show. We're going to talk about the new album, and it's going to be very timely, because we recorded that interview probably three months ago. So now, Commandos. I love, uh, yeah, so Bennett, first of all, there's so many amazing quotes in Commando. And oh, yeah. the beginning, I love, um, you know, if when you start to apply, like, critical thought to it, the idea that... <laughs> Arnold had this elite unit of men that Bennett is assassinating, right, to get Arnold's attention. And then you think for a second, like, wait a second. So one of them's a car salesman when they've come back into society and they're terrible. Like, you know what I mean? Like the one dude just clearly lets a guy steal a car and run him over. Like this dude was like an elite army man. The other guy is carrying his garbage. Fucking Bill Duke steps out from the fucking dump truck and I'm, don't worry, we won't. Cox is Uzi right in front of the guy and the dude just stands there like an asshole and gets blown away and it's just Uh like so like i just love the idea that these guys were like part of some elite team and they're like once they became civilians became so shitty of like being able to judge danger (laughs) they forgot all their training yeah i I love that scene with um the guy getting run over the car salesman guy like you said he's like super trained and amazing and like he's just reduced to this like and it comes with like turbocharged <laughs> no, hey that, what are you doing <laughs> like, no, it's like, it's it's like, like he, he asked the question like what are you doing like he's clearly stealing the car get out of the fucking way also like Bill Duke really didn't uh, get enough of distance I think it was the impact of all the glass that also like killed him yeah maybe you know, like, like the car hitting the glass but the guy was in between the car and the glass i don't know i had this whole thought last night i, I thought about it and i made it work in my head <laughs> said, you don't want leather brother leather cracks it's uncomfortable uh no was it then they what's his line this is like uh, bill duke that was my favorite thing i made t-shirts of this in high school i used to quote this all the time it was when bill duke takes the car and he's <laughs> you know what i like best what's that the price. <laughs> That's when he pulls <laughs> yeah. back. And, and fucking, you know what? I didn't know what to think about that for a long time until he drives it like you sh- you see this shot of the guy dead in the street rolling and Bill Duke rides away and then for a second he does like a half smirk yeah. and I was like oh cause it's free that's <laughs> awesome you know which one I never in a movie uh, was uh, Speed was the the thing he says at the end when he kills Dennis Hopper, uh, I never got I'm that. I'm smarter than you. I'm smarter than you. <laughs> yeah, well, I'm taller. You know what? I never got that. It took me so long, and then when someone explained it, I'm just like, really? Like, I just, I never got it. It's like, because oh, he knocked his head off. I'm like. But he, wasn't he taller than him anyway? Like, I didn't know if it was like a like a macho thing, like like a like my dick's bigger than yours kind of thing. Yeah, that's what macho guys say. I'm taller. Yeah, yeah I just well, my dick's bigger than yours. I always found that one to be like kind of an awkward. And uh, you know what? For many years, I didn't really get that line as well. And I'm a huge speed freak. <laughs> speed like the speed is wow 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 yeah. But no, I watch speed at least once a month, and Alex can attest to that. I watch Speed and Independence Day at least once a month. <laughs> and when I'm watching them, like I know all, the, like I know all the fucking lines, all of them. Do you like that part in the beginning of Speed when Dennis Hopper talks and they dubbed his voice in and his mouth isn't moving and he like, <laughs> what's what's the line he says? Like, cause there's a part where he's in the elevator and like his mouth just doesn't move, but then like <laughs> dialogue comes out of it. <laughs> One of my favorite parts is. 
he I forget what he says, but he's like he has like the detonator's hand, and he just, I think he like he like shot one of them, and then he just like laughs. He's like, <laughs> and then he just turns around and runs away. Yeah, it's the scene <laughs> right before uh, when Keanu shoots Jeff Daniels in the leg. They shoot the hostage, and he shoots the hostage, drops him. He he like laughs maniacally as like the worst cartoon villain ever. Oh yeah, no, he's awesome. and he's like ah, <laughs> and then runs away. <laughs> Hey, speaking of uh, speaking of this stuff, I got an appropriate track here. This is a we're gonna listen to a little track by Action Jackson, Ooh, and this uh, is I was a, thinking this, about him this week. Yeah, this is uh, from his album Miami Kill, and this is a track called Machine Gun Nerd.
And that was Machine Gun Nerd by Action Jackson off the album Miami Kill. And I'm joined today uh, by uh, Hoo-Ha and Jaunter. And we're talking about movies we watched. I remember when I watched a bunch of Arnold Schwarzenegger movies for the first time, I listened to like Arnold soundboards before I saw most of the movies. So me watching Arnold Schwarzenegger <laughs> movies was like, that's where that soundboard quote is from. It's a fun game to play because like you'll randomly watch like Total Recall and you're like, that's what that like, like you son of a bitch. Although I don't think that's from Total Recall. That was probably like Predator Although or I, I definitely know uh, Cookies. Who told you you could eat my cookies? Jingle all the way. Jingle all the way. <laughs> Jingle all the way is so cheesy. Like I, I watch it now, and I like it, but what? It just doesn't. It doesn't hold up for me anymore. I'm not the billboard. I'm not sure that Jingle All the Way ever held up. Did it? Is that? Is that <laughs> I don't think it did. No. Although it, it's actually started to become a little culty. Yeah, because of how bad it is. I saw it at the second run discount theater. Like it was one of the one of the movie slots, and I was like, that's kind of cool. I was in a bar like around like around Christmas time, like in December, and I remember two TVs had one TV had Scrooged on, and the other had Jingle All the Way, and I was sort of like I was playing ping pong with my head because like which one do I watch? I mean, Scrooged is the better movie, but Jingle All the Way. If you're at a bar drinking, it it, it probably makes more sense to watch the stupider film. I think. I mean, like and that's if, what I did. If I had a choice right now, and I'm like getting wasted in a bar, on one TV is Terminator Two, and on the other TV is Mortal Kombat Annihilation. <laughs> I'm going to watch Mortal Kombat Annihilation because like, I got something to laugh at. Like, I don't want to, like, because if I stare at Terminator 2, I'm just going to get into it and love it, you know? We should talk about Mortal Kombat Annihilation because I love that movie. There's a, a YouTube clip that says, like, the worst, the worst line in screenwriting history, which is, oh, yeah. uh, I forget her name. That's, uh, that, that, that would be uh, Sindel. That is Sindel. That is Katana's mother. Did she have horns? No, she's got uh, gray and white How hair. How many people had horns in that movie? Motaro has horns. He's the guy with the, the horse legs. He's like the Goro. Uh, oh no, he's like a centaur, right? Yes. I was yes. going to say this quote, the quote that she says, but I literally it just dropped out of my head. She climbs up uh, to the, the top of the hill, and, and she, that's when uh, Katana sees her for the first time and goes, Mother, you're alive. And then she's like, too bad you will die. And she like points at her. Oh, yeah. It's so good. But no, that movie, like every quote in that movie is garbage. Like fucking uh, <laughs> Mortal Kombat Annihilation was the movie where being a jaded sort of teenager uh, awoke in me. Where before that ah, time. That's kind of cool. That's a, that's a good podcast idea. And it was the movie that did it. Because before then, I still had the childlike wonder of if you liked something, you just like Mario Brothers movie, right? I saw that when I was like in grade five. So it sucks, but I liked it when I was watching it in the theater. Like I didn't register that. No, dude, this is a fucking pile of horse shit, like sacrilege, (laughs) garbage piece of shit. So I didn't I didn't get that. So Mortal Kombat Annihilation was the movie where I was a huge Mortal Kombat fan. Uh, It was like my favorite thing. I fucking. And, you know, I enjoyed the first movie. I was looking forward to this stupid film. And, like, in the theater, I just remember going, what the fuck is this? It blew my mind. Even right off the bat, they, like, changed half the actors from the first one. Like, that's the first strike against it. Well, the first strike is that they reused the title sequence from the first movie. Like, I mean, that's fucking strike one. It was the same title sequence and the same music. And then at the very end, there's this really cheap CGI that just adds the word annihilation to the bottom of Mortal Kombat. And it (laughs) clearly looks like it's been tagged on. 
And then, uh, Jesus, what a terrible film. But I remember, like, even in the movie theater, I probably said this on the show before, but, like, the um, there's a scene where they fucking reused... It was like a Monty Python sketch. Like, uh, they kick... Baraka into the fire and then they just reuse the shot or when they kick the ninja rain into the fire like it's a shot where he falls slow enough into that fire where it's clearly not Baraka and I remember in the oh, theater man. going like and on Blu-ray because I own it on Blu-ray it actually further um, shows you how terrible the special effects are in the movie yeah I was gonna say that was one of the, that's one of the first movies that like I started to pick up on special effects and like blue screen green screen stuff because it always has that like green tint to it there was those kind of mid to late 90s movies where CGI was like you know they were clearly using computers a lot more for editing and doing effects my specific example is volcano the first one, uh, well, Volca- Volcano was the better one with um, mm. Tommy Lee Jones. That had really great effects. But Dante's Peak with Pierce Brosnan and uh, Linda Hamilton from Terminator, mm. that mm. movie is a pile of horseshit, and the effects are also really bad. Yeah, Mortal Kombat reminds me of, um, like, especially Annihilation. There's movies like uh, The Craft and stuff where, uh, y- you know, everything's going fine, and the second CGI is about to happen, the the shots have, like, more contrast to them, and they're slightly grainier, and, like, you clearly know, okay, this is a CGI shot, but, like, with Mortal Kombat Annihilation, there's a scene when Shao Kahn arrives uh, in the opening uh, of the film, and, and, and then the sky starts to swirl, and the clouds start to swirl around. On Blu-ray, you can actually see the seam of the still image they're using to warp around the clouds. <laughs> so you can actually just see this line that just goes through in the sky. like And the green screening, like the, the, to, to key out the sky, it's amazing in Annihilation. They've got these thick lines around all the people. Like, you, you can like, totally see the green see. halo around people. It's amazing. They could even like color correct it, right? <laughs> Oh, it's it's so good. Like it's it's just the worst. And that fucking fight at the end when they turn into monsters has the shittiest CGI. <laughs> oh, yeah, they turn into like dragons. It like it, it's so bad it almost looks like stop like claymation. Yeah, oh, god, that fucking movie. And also uh, Mortal Kombat Annihilation, it's like it's an it's also just so poorly made that whoever put it together and edited it, like they don't understand how to put music into a film. So during the Sub-Zero Scorpion fight, it's literally like someone just hits stop partway through and just hits play on a different song. Like, that actually happens, where, like, the music's going, they're fighting, then the music just stops, they punch each other, and all of a sudden, like, ba-dow, 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 this other it's song like, comes in. I'm gonna drag this song into the timeline, I'll drag this song into yeah, the timeline. Yeah, no, that's exactly what happened. <laughs> listen, how about this? How about we listen to a song? We're gonna listen to a song here, and then we're gonna come back and do some more talking. So this is another track uh, that I liked from uh, Synthwave Belongs in a Museum, and this is Cool Teenage High School Cool Jacket by Hoo-Ha.
And that was Cool Teenage High School Jacket by Hoo-Ha from Synthwave Belongs in a Museum EP. And I'm joined with Hoo-Ha and Jaunter. Speaking of jackets, did you see that animation that Vincenzo Salvia made? Synthwave Pizza? It's like a music video to a track and it's like this guy and he's got like a pizza cooling in his car. And it's like night driving, and there's a really funny moment that I don't want to spoil that involves putting money on a car, but like it's it's really funny. So if anyone, I want to do another uh, Miami night dream drive compilation that Grooveworthy does again. Yeah, if only for a reason to both reference a Knight's Tale and Vincenzo again. Well, they're fun people, Vincenzo. They are. I love like because Vincenzo is such a cool spirit about all that stuff. Like he knows you're not like. You're not really taking pot shots at him. My song was Vincenzo Drives to Alan Tudyk's House. And my whole song is about how Vincenzo made a pie for Alan Tudyk, who started in Knight's Tale. And he's a real big fan, and I hope Alan Tudyk likes it. And I'm going to cry because my pie... Like It was really stupid. It was so stupid. But Vincenzo, like... If, if Vincenzo alone liked it, that was good enough for me. Vincenzo, yeah. Vincenzo Salvia, I've always loved this because he has a great uh, sense of humor. And uh, that's the thing. Like, when people are like that, it makes it so much fun. Like, I have wrote fucking two songs about Vincenzo Salvia, and I don't even write music. <laughs> and there's literally, like, and they're like, <laughs> he's like it's, it's ridiculous when I think about it. But anyways, listen, uh, Alex, man. Yes. Tell me a story. All right. Jaunter. Why, why Jaunter? Why, is it, why do you call yourself Jaunter? I had read a short story by Stephen King called The Jaunt, and it's all about, like, how teleportation gets invented. Like, everyone has to be asleep when they teleport. And I won't give anything else away because it's a really good short story. But that was sort of, like, floating around in my mind when I was trying to come up with a name. And I was just like, you know, Jaunter. It's like, it's a sci-fi-ish sounding name. And has this sort of cool Stephen King background. So that's basically it. I appreciate that all, a lot of your music titles and, uh, like, imagery direction, like art stuff, has to do with, like, Space and like intergalactic travel and like that faster than light and like jaunt maybe like jaunting from one galaxy to another. I don't know. I think I think your whole package is dope. That's definitely what I was going for with that first EP I made. I was like, because I, I like the idea of like concept albums. You see, Andy. You see, you just said your whole package is dope. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I didn't even get that. I'm so tired. I'm just gonna change subject. But uh, Alex does this voice where he talks like Alex. Do talk the voice. I can't even. I'm trying to talk it, but you can't do it. Why can't this you even talk like that? You dumb dumb. I can't believe I can't even talk like it. What are you stupid? Just like Valley Girl. It's like extreme Valley Girl. It's like and so Alex and I just we just talk like that all the time. You want to watch Short Circuit, idiot? <laughs> It sounds like you guys have a lot of fun. <laughs> I'll tell you what is fun. Listening to cool music. Oh, yeah. So let's, uh, let's listen to a little track by A.D. Hawk. And this is a track called Catch 32 by A.D. Hawk.
And that was 80 Hawk with the track Catch 32. 80 Hawk is cool. That is how you're supposed to say it, 80 Hawk. That's how I say it. And you can go fuck yourself. <laughs> <laughs> Just saying. Fuck. Yeah, Mike. For, for the first time I read it, I thought it was a day hawk. See, I, I always assumed it was like pronounced lady hawk without the like L. Lady hawk. And I think you're the one who pointed that out to me years ago. Maybe. No, I, I, to be honest with you, I don't know the correct way. I'll uh, look, I'll have him on the show maybe. And, and uh, it's like how do how it's like a whole perturbator perturbator sort of situation. Yeah, but it's perturbator. <laughs> my my name's actually pronounced Jaunter. Jaunter? Jaunter. Jaunter. Yeah, that now you got it. Hello guys, everyone in the audience. I am Jaunter. I am from the Irish land. Unless you do like the silent like the the it's actually pronounced Ayunter. Like you don't pronounce the <laughs> Oh, you know what? That's way Yonter. cooler. So anyways, man, tell me a story. Let's talk about these tacos again. They're so good. All right. So you say you got a great taco truck. Let's, all right. Talking about food trucks. Mm. I want to open up a synthwave French fry truck. Uh-huh. And not just French fries, but Belgian frites because those are the dopest. And I'm going to have like 17 different sauces. What the fuck is a Belgian frite? They're like a, a hash of like steak fries and like um, British chips. They're like unusually cut. None of them are like all the same, but they're like really thick cut. Mm. That's the tagline too. Unusually cut. (laughs) (laughs) And, uh, and they're double fried. The first fry is to get the middle soft. The second fry is to ensure the heart attack. They clog your arteries faster. (laughs) And, uh, I'm dying to open up a food truck. I make really good sauces. I'm the dopest. Mm. I might call it dope frites. Oh, I just got it. With an accent on the E. Dope frites. Well, I don't understand. What do you mean you make sauces? Like, I'm really good at, like, just making flavors, man. What the fuck are you talking about? Like, I can make really good comp. One time I made a banging ass blueberry garlic aioli. Mike, mm. I can hear my girlfriend on the balcony from my head with the headphones on. She's going, Are you still talking about this? <laughs> so basically, she's like, Shut up and do it already. Mm. What the- Give me a million dollars. How much do you need to actually open up a fry truck, man? Two million dollars, actually. No, you don't. That's not true. <laughs> I mean, he, ba- he wants to buy, like, one of those Hummer limos as the food truck. <laughs> and your experience is you go in through the back, and you, like, make your... You, like, huddle and hunch your way towards the front, getting your food, and then you get out the front with your fries in hand. Mm. And I would be playing Synthwave the entire time by a Dayhawk. You gotta have little boxes that have, like, a glow stick inside. Although, I do actually a, a legit... Ser- well, that's a legit serious business idea. Another one is, I want to open up a parking garage or a laundromat or a series of them because like those are just invents investments that will pay off over time that they don't have to be very flashy but they'll make you money you know yeah but you want a real flashy parking lot <laughs> i know i do neon and synthwave playing this is business tips with mike mendoza <laughs> business tips with hoo-ha also the grid in uh in mesa arizona that i did a show at i love the concept what Mike has done at that place is freaking amazing. Now, what's crazy, actually, because like, I heard, and like, I, correct me if I'm wrong, a few weeks ago, a guy with a ski mask went in there and he stole a bunch of laptops. <laughs> is that true? They have footage of it. It's actually really harrowing stuff. I, uh... Yeah, he, he actually hung around for an hour. He held the whole place at hostage with a machine gun. He DJed for like two hours. and So, it's not just a bar that randomly has video games and stuff, but 
the entire place is literally built around the concept of video games and retro and nostalgia. The big TV screens at the bar, they're not playing sports. They're playing Mortal Kombat and Injustice and Street Fighter. And there are controllers on the bar for anyone to pick up and play. That's cool. Yeah. And I'm surprised there aren't more places like that, to be honest. That's what I'm like saying. around and, the world. Um, the grid, this guy, his concept is so solid that I was like, you know what? Once I become rich and famous, I want to franchise this. I want to I, I wanna bring this to Austin, and I like maybe I want to bring it to New York City. And I think the grid is one of those concepts that are like sure fire. So I'm gonna I'm gonna sell it to like all your Re- Beyond Synth fans. Go to the grid, find it online. Maybe you want a franchise in your local city because it is the dopest. I think that uh, each franchise should have its own local ski mask guy. <laughs> <laughs> take your picture with him. How how long does it take you to get to the grid? It took us about sixteen hours. What? Yeah, and, and you camped out of the Grand Canyon, right? Yeah, my 30th birthday, I just got to see the sunset at the Grand Canyon. It was amazing. Happy birthday, motherfucker. Ow! <laughs> and, um, you know, people go all out and, like, do big things and stuff. And it was like a road trip, so we didn't have to, like, blow tons of cash. And, like, we could keep it minimal. And hmm. just, like, we, we camped. We couldn't find a, a legit campground because they were all, like, filled up. And there's a section outside of the Grand Canyon that people are allowed to just camp in the wilderness and follow the signs and go find a spot in some trees and hope the coyotes don't get you right it was so cool really really cool and the moon is so bright that like you don't even need lights or anything you just walk around though it went down to like 26 degrees so i had to keep the fire really big you know what i mean in your heart (laughs) in my heart keep the fire going yeah and i know what you mean uh, soundcloud.com slash beyond synth Oh, fuck, I didn't do any of this shit. Uh, okay, hold on. <laughs> Wait, what shit? Listen, you, you, you follow Andy Last, Andy Last, uh, uh, Twitter, uh, Facebook.com slash beyond.synth.podcast. You know what, I'll do it at the end of the show. Let's listen yeah, to a song. Yeah, you're terrible at this right now. Dude, I am uh, dying here. Zonked. I am zonked. Okay, let's listen to a track. This is Giant Spirit. Love this guy. Uh, I'll have him on the show. He's good. Uh, so this is a track called Giant. Nope, it's a guy. Oh, fuck me. Now I'm just off the rails. <laughs> <laughs> All right, this whole thing's done now. Okay, listen. This is a track by Giant listen. Spirit, and this is the track. That, fuck. I will listen. <laughs> this is a track by Giant Spirit, and it's called Jonger is the Best. Here's the track Becoming by Giant Spirit.
that was Giant Spirit with the track Becoming. Uh, he's a cool songwriting guy. You really nailed down your song intro stuff. Thanks, man. You I- say, this is song title by producer. And that was producer with song title. <laughs> don't uh, don't break the illusion for the listeners. <laughs> no, I'm not. I'm just saying that like uh, you, you do it, and and then we hear we hear the song for about four or five minutes, and then you come back and you do it. I'm just paying attention. I'm a good listener, you know. So listen, we're gonna wind this down. I think this has been a good show. We've been we've had a lot of fun here tonight. Is that correct? I don't know. Oh, no. I've had fun. Good. Who cares about Mike? Oh. Uh, not me. All right. So listen, we're going <laughs> to, I'm going to, I'm going to, uh, say some things here. Uh, if you like Beyond Synth, uh, oh, I you, thought you were going to get political. Oh, if you, I just <laughs> want to say some things here. All you leftist libtards, I just want you to know that we're fighting back against you and you'll never take over our country. You this know, country kind of is closed to the immigrants. <laughs> All right, listen. I'm listening. Not that this is a very good example of Beyond Synth, but if you liked what you heard today, uh, please follow the show on SoundCloud, soundcloud.com slash beyondsynth, or the Facebook page, facebook.com slash beyond.synth.podcast. If you listen to Power 85 Thursday nights at 8 p.m., that's this show broadcast then, and there's a Mixler chat that goes on, and the other show on Power 85 is Project Friday, hosted by Steve Gilson. And uh, check that out. That's on Fridays. What else? Uh, and it's possible, possible, because we've been having conversations. Fans, you got to write in. If you want comedy, let's get some comedy on Power 85 Rotation. Time Slap Podcast, RetroPromenade.com. That's not even a website. It's not even up. I don't even know why I said that. <laughs> <laughs> email Steve. Get interest. Send in emails to him, and we can get comedy. We got the synth wave. We got Andy doing cool interviews with people who make cool music. We got Party 85 on Friday nights. Also, we're still, <laughs> listen, we're still doing uh, Beyond Synth listeners now. We're still doing our Tweet at Meech campaign. So if you want Mitch Murder on the show, tweet at him and say... Whoa, uh, what's this? I haven't heard this. Oh, it's, it's Tweet at Meech. Uh, it basically just means people should tweet at Mitch Murder and tell him to be on Beyond Synth. That's it, because I don't want to do my own work. Am I allowed to plug something? Yeah, go ahead, dude. I'm working with this guy called Andy Harrison, and he's making a, a horror film called The Hidden One, and he like reached out to me to make uh, the soundtrack to it. So I've made that soundtrack, so sort of, I'm just, he's like filming it now. So that'll be coming in like either June or closer to October, he's thinking of releasing it. Hmm. But at some point, that soundtrack will be available to listen to and i'm really excited about it is that going to be a soundtrack by jaunter or are you doing it under a different name no it'll be by jaunter so i'll probably release that on my band camp he's previewed me a few songs because our proximity is so ridiculous and i gotta say they're amazing so you can pretty much just put your ear to the floor mike and then listen to jaunter uh, actually literally yes my girlfriend and i will be watching hulu and something and we're here like <laughs> it's me playing <laughs> and I'm we can only hear Alex's glass. high notes on his piano like the low notes and stuff don't come through but we'll hear him go like and like so uh, uh Alex do you hear uh, Mike's high notes when he's banging <laughs> oh you know I do Andy <laughs> oh Alex you he know goes, I meant to ask yes. you did you hear my tribal music last night for like 20 or 30 minutes, I played like loud tribal and I put it really loud. My girlfriend was like, turn that shit down. It was like really late. I sleep with my eye mask and my earmuffs on. Are you serious? <laughs> no. <laughs> or you had me going, you son of a bitch. 
Oh, anyway, again, I, I keep forgetting to talk about this. Commando. The very beginning, <laughs> the opening credits, right? Yeah. So the music is like, but down and down, you know, like cool, like 80s, like action movie music. And then as it cuts to like Alyssa Milano, like him training Alyssa Milano. I, I feel like that was their whole purpose is like, we're going to play this, you know, this crate, you know, it's got like the fucking steel drums and stuff. But then right as we see Commando, we're going to, it's like a surprise to the audience because the second the word Commando comes up is when the music switches. Mm-hmm, exactly. <laughs> There's a moment where the, the music turns back to the like the Commando stuff, but it's it's still in the family montage. My favorite montage Visuals. moment is when he, she's like uh, feeding him ice cream and then she purposely like pushes it into his face. And he just like, oh, yeah, and he, and he oh, just laughs when, you know, like real Arnold would have fucking snapped her neck. <laughs> Although I find the way she, she, uh, she punched dabbed, through a glass plate, she, the way she dabs the ice cream off of his face. Is so bad. Her napkin efficiency is like so low. I hate it. Really, any acting moment between Arnold and the child is is very awkward. I, my favorite thing is when they're eating the sandwiches, and then Arnold's looking through the paper or whatever, and it's just like, oh, "Boy George, they could they should call him Girl George." I think that- <laughs> That would get rid of some of the confusion, I think. I fucking love that line. shit. It's so bad. (laughs) They should call him Girl George. (laughs) Good one, Arnie. (laughs) Anyways, guys, listen, we've had a lot of fun here today. Uh, SoundCloud.com slash the hoo-ha. Everything.com slash the hoo-ha. Everything? Everything. That doesn't make any sense. Oh, we got to see Ferris Bueller for free in the park. How was that? Super cool. There was this guy laughing at the jokes. It seemed like he'd only seen the movie for the very first time, Mm. where he was going, (laughs) 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 and I kept trying to like make Alex turn over and listen to him, but he only noticed like right at the very end. But there was a moment where Cameron's father's car goes out of the glass and into the forest, and Ferris goes, "Holy shit!" And the guy goes. Holy shit. <laughs> <laughs> I love morons who watch movies. Uh, anyway, this has been a good time. You know, uh, Batman says, oh shit, in the new Batman film. He does? Yeah. That's not a very good role model for children. Exactly. But they I will me. say, before having watched it, I heard a few of the, the Hans Zimmer and Junkie XL songs on YouTube. Mm. Really good tracks. Like, the soundtrack is really dope, and like I'm excited to watch it. Last... Week's episode of Beyond Synth, I gave my Batman v Superman review, but the short form is, it's not a great movie, but it's like, I don't think it's the piece of shit that the critics have made it out to be. So the, my only defense, like I always feel weird because when I talk to people, I sound like I'm defending it and I'm not. That's because the consensus that I get. Is like um, is that reading it's, things? It, yeah, it's like it's it's okay. Like the movie's okay. It's just got a ton of problems and yep. it, it it tonally it's 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 so sort of people use the word dark, but it's dark in a way that like isn't fun. So like when the movie's over, you're just kind of like yeah, like you're, you're just, just sad about life. Yeah, you just don't. And I, re- I read this article about like big blockbuster films like too big to fail so like there's also this like it's a really huge movie it's freaking everywhere it's on every billboard on every radio station on every like tv commercial so like i think that just made it fodder to be I mean, deconstructed by critics that but the much. thing is this like it has issues 
But the thing is, when I say compare it to like Star Wars, which was a lot of fun, Star Wars has just as many problems for me personally. But like Star Wars, you was can fun. overlook them. Yeah, because it's the movie's fun. It, it has the nostalgia. Like I loved Star Wars, and I look forward to watching it again. And I watched it several times in the theater. So the point is, like Batman just isn't the kind of movie where I felt immediately like I wanted to revisit it. So like the movie's got cool stuff in it. That's the that's basically all I'm trying to say is like it's got. A I 20- think that's what it is because it's Zack Snyder and he's just like cool. Like, he yeah, like cool. he does things he that look cool. cool things. And and the thing about this movie is, it's just it's just not. It's not like they need they needed something different. Like that's the thing. Like if they wanted that movie to be like the huge hit, it had to have like kind of crowd pleasing moments. And this movie isn't. It's just not that kind of film. Like it's just not a yeah. fun movie. Like it, but it does have cool things in it. So it's not this complete waste. Like Zack Snyder's great at making movies that are literally just all trailer moments. That's a good. That's a good summation of his movies. Yeah, like he he, and that's what Batman vs Superman is because a lot of the cool shots in the trailer, Batman vs Superman, are displayed in the movie as like trailer moments. So there's all these scenes in the trailer where it shows Superman like saving people. And that scene is a montage of just cool-looking slow-motion Superman floating in the sky overlooking people he's saving moments. Like, it's not even... It doesn't even play like a scene. And the whole movie is like that. It's like... It just... It plays like you saw this bit in the trailer and it's in the movie and it feels the same as it... It's just a weird movie because, like, I want to like it and I, I, you know, I like Batman a lot, like character Batman. And Batman was cool in the movie. Like, that was the best part of the thing. I still want to see it. No, I really no, no, do see, it. see it. Like, it's worth seeing, and it's not yeah. It's not the 29% that it is on Rotten Tomatoes. Like, this movie should be a 57 to 62. That's where That's where I feel like it should be. It that's should pretty be, much what I've heard, too. Yeah, like, it should be... Like that C plus, B minus. Yeah, like, like a divisive movie, you know, like where, you know, you recognize that there's good things and bad things. But, like, when it's at 29, that's like, oh, this thing is just a complete waste of, like, it's just a complete pile of crap. And it just isn't. It's got good things in it. It's just a muddled movie with a little too much going on and... And definitely they, they made some choices that uh, are going to just hurt it because people aren't going to go back. Like, Star Wars is a movie you can go back and have fun again. This is a movie that it, it's going to drop off. I also and, feel yeah. like, because uh, I've read about the entire, like, I also read the screenplay for this, and, like, it seems as if, like, there are scenes missing. Yeah, it, it feels that way in the movie, too. Yeah, and Star Wars, I feel like it was a very tight, production yeah and then definitely star wars was really like straight ahead like my issues with star wars were more just about pacing where it was just like we got to go to this planet now and then they just be there yeah if anything i would say that movie is a little too fast yes it is it is that's, yeah. yeah that's basically the point is like because they wanted to include so much yeah listen uh so i want to thank both you guys for coming on the show today so i've uh alex uh what uh say goodbye to me <laughs> <laughs> well, goodbye, Andy. It's been good. It's been great. I've had a good time. Keep listening to synth music. Is that directed at me or the... Okay. <laughs> Everyone. Like, is, he t- is he talking to me? I didn't know who you were talking to. <laughs> well, you too. Keep listening to the you synth music. You know what? Music. I'm going to stop listening to synth music. I hate that shit now. <laughs> That's okay. I only... Really, I was... Andy should keep listening. All right. I'll keep listening. And everyone else. So... Except you. So listen, man, it's been good to have you guys on. We're going to end with a jaunter track today. This is another track from Vivid, which I liked. And it's a nice little song to end the show on. It's called Under the Night Sky. So uh, give me a mutual goodbye where you say goodbye at the same time as each other. All right, ready, Mike? Alex. We'll count three, two, one. 
Alright, three, two... Goodbye! Oh, <laughs> goodbye! Sorry. Are we doing it on 3.7? Just say goodbye. Right now. Goodbye! Hey, welcome to the show! Wait, hold on. <laughs> okay. Stupid. Goodbye. I appreciate you guys doing the show under such short notice. This favor will not go unrewarded. <laughs> Gold? Uh, you should do your whole synthwave show like that. Oh, hey, now... What have you been up to, Jaunter? <laughs> I heard you guys like to make synthwave music. <laughs> I like to listen to it. And then we'll be like, oh yeah, I do like to make synthwave music. Just think On the Blu-ray like of Mortal Kombat Annihilation, you can see the <laughs> seams of the graphics. But the problem is every time I laugh, it would just be such a change from like if I did the whole show like, <laughs> and I like the synthwave. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, guys, Wait, listen. Just making it <laughs> yeah, I could. <laughs> How does this guy laugh? He's like, synth wave. <laughs> You'd better believe. Oh, like, I want laughs? this character to be a villain in my next 80s movie that I will never make. <laughs> okay. Done. Done. Deal is signed. All right, guys. Have a lovely week. Thanks for listening to Beyond Synth. And uh, this has been Hoo-Ha and Jaunter. And I'm Andy Last. And this is uh, Jaunter and Under the Night Sky. Woo!
Shao Kahn, Emperor of Outworld. The Earth was created in six days. So too shall it be destroyed. And on the seventh day, mankind will rest in peace. This is not good. Somehow he's opened gateways to your world. I thought our victory in Mortal Kombat closed those portals. What closes can also open again. What is that supposed to mean? Mother. You're alive. Too bad you will die. Flawless victory.